0: Hello, and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up, guys? In today's video, I'm gonna be going through my start sits at the running back position. So I'm gonna go through all 16 week five matchups, go through every single fantasy relevant running back, and then basically talk through whether or not I'd feel comfortable having them in my starting lineup. That way, I'm gonna be talking about every single player that you guys have on your rosters. And this video truly can be helpful for everyone if you guys are watching this and you're enjoying the content please just hit that like button subscribe to the channel let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section any fantasy football questions if you drop them below i will make sure to respond to every single comment but let's get right into the thursday night football matchup we have a nice divisional game here between the rams and the seahawks on this ram side you've got to have daryl henderson in your lineup when he is the starting running back and not injured he gets almost every single touch out of that backfield. McVay has been loving to give him those workhorse touches, and he has to be a lock in your lineup moving forward. And because he is getting those workhorse touches, that means Sony Michel really doesn't have any value as long as Henderson is healthy. So he has got to be a sit. On the Seahawks team, Chris Carson is still a start. They just had a really weird kind of split between Carson and Alex Collins in week four. Collins got a ton of carries. Up until Sunday, we really hadn't seen any of these other Seattle running backs besides Chris Carson have a very meaningful role. Hopefully this was just a one-off week because we obviously want Chris Carson to continue to get those workhorse touches. I think he still has to be in your lineup though, even though this is a tough matchup against that Rams defensive line. Then let's move on to Sunday where the Jets are taking on the Atlanta Falcons. For this Jets team, I still have no faith in any of these running backs. If you had to go with one of these guys, it would be Michael Carter. It looks like he's kind of breaking away as the number one, but this is still a full on committee. So I do not want Carter, Ty Johnson, or Tevin Coleman in my starting lineup. On the other side with the Falcons, I would honestly feel fine with Patterson or Mike Davis. I am more comfortable with Cordero Patterson just cause he's been balling out. It's been pretty crazy. He's currently the number two running back. I would be selling high on him, but if you're not trying to sell, I'd feel fine with him in my lineup. It seems a little bit tough to list Mike Davis as a start, but right now the running back position is so thin, and every week he just puts up enough points. You know, he has a decent floor, he hasn't had any boom weeks, but if he's in your lineup, you know, I don't think he's going to totally tank that week for you. The next game here is a divisional matchup between the Lions and the Vikings. For this Lions team, DeAndre Swift has gotta be in your lineup. I know he didn't have a crazy week four performance. He's still getting a ton of targets in this offense. And that was basically his floor, what you saw on Sunday. So I still love DeAndre Swift moving forward. And then I'm gonna have Jamal Williams as a sit. You know, he's someone who he's gonna have his games, but you're just not really sure which matchups Jamal Williams is gonna ball out on. So I would not want him in my starting lineup. This Vikings, you know, team, pretty clear. Dalvin Cook has gotta be the starter as long as he is not injured. He was in and out of Sunday's game. I'm assuming he's gonna be ready to go in week five. If he's not and he doesn't play Sunday, then Alexander Madison has to be a lock into your lineup as well. Then we have the Saints matching up with the Washington football team. For the Saints, Alvin Kamara, still a lock in your lineup. He's honestly been pretty disappointing so far. When you were drafting him, especially after the Mike Thomas injury, I mean, you were probably expecting him to be an absolute target hog. So his role in the receiving game has been very underwhelming. He's actually been out-targeted by Derrick Henry so far. I mean, the odds of that happening coming into the season seemed like they would be like less than 1%. So hopefully he can get back to being involved in the receiving game. The one bright spot for Kamara is that he is averaging way more carries per game than he ever has. But without that receiving work, his ceiling is just not there. Hopefully he can combine those two aspects but even if he can't, he is still a start. And then his backup, his handcuff, Tony Jones Jr. is obviously on the bench. For this Washington football team, I'm gonna be starting Antonio Gibson and sitting J.D. McKissick. Basically, J.D. McKissick so far has had two really solid games and then two games where he essentially did nothing. With these receiving backs, I'm just not really trying to guess You know which weeks they're gonna go off for because yeah, you know 50% of the time, they may be a solid start, but the other 50%, they may just totally lose you that week. You just never know which game scripts are going to favor them. So he is going to be on the bench. Then this was kind of an interesting game to judge here with the Patriots traveling to Houston, more so on the Patriots side because they went up against the Bucks on Sunday night football and they rushed eight times for negative one yards. They just totally abandoned the run. And that's honestly something we've started to see with this Buccaneers team. Now that the Bucks secondary is so banged up, there's really just no point in running on this team. You know, there's the argument, oh, you need to establish it, keep the defense, you know, on their toes. But it seems like this Bucks run defense is just so solid. They never give up anything. So what's the point of rushing for negative one, zero, one yards? You may as well just air it out. So Damian Harris was just a total bust if you started him in week four. And I do not feel super confident with him moving forward. However, in this matchup against the Texans, Davis Mills has been absolutely horrendous. I think this Texans offense is going to be very bad. The Patriots defense is going to dominate them. And that means they are going to go up early, which means they're probably going to be pounding the ball with Damian Harris. So he is going to be a start. I have Brandon Bolden, who's kind of taking over that James White role. He is going to be a sit basically for the same reason I'm starting Damian Harris, I think they're going to go up early, which means they're probably not going to be passing the ball a ton. And so the game script of this game is likely going to be favoring the back who gets all his work on the ground. And that is Damian Harris on the Texan side. I don't want anything to do with any of these running backs, David Johnson, Mark Ingram, Phillip Lindsay, all on my bench. I don't trust any of these guys in this game or moving forward. The next matchup here is between the Dolphins and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this is honestly a very disappointing sit for me here with Miles Gaskin. Obviously, Malcolm Brown is also gonna be a sit. I really don't know what the Dolphins are doing at the running back position. I feel like it seems clear to almost everyone. Miles Gaskin is clearly the most talented running back out of that backfield. You know, I understand using a committee, that's totally fine. But in week four, Miles Gaskin was just totally phased out of the offense. There is no way in any game script Miles Gaskin should not receive one target, but you have Malcolm Brown and Salvin Ahmed both being targeted. That is just absurd. And so there's no way I'm touching this Dolphins backfield going up against the Buccaneers. Like I just talked about with the Patriots, they just totally abandoned the run and they had a much better run game going into that game than the Dolphins do. So I have no faith in any of these Dolphins running backs. And honestly, that whole backfield is very, very concerning moving forward especially for Miles Gaskin owners. For the buck side, this is kind of gonna depend on how injuries play out. So Giovanni Bernard missed week four, he was injured week three, dealing with a knee issue. And so Leonard Fournette took over, was the workhorse in touches. Unfortunately, he didn't get the touchdown, that went to Ronald Jones. But the thing that was really helping out Fournette is that when Giovanni Bernard was out, Fournette is the guy who's getting that receiving work. So if Giovanni Bernard is back, then I think Leonard Fournette could move to a sit or just a very, very, very risky start. It just seems like you never know what you're going to get out of this Buccaneers backfield. It could be any of these three guys getting the touches. So if Bernard is out, I would feel confident starting Fournette. If he's in, I probably would just try to avoid this running back room altogether. This next game here is going to be between the Packers and the Cincinnati Bengals. On the Packers side, this is a no-brainer. I know he had a down week, but Aaron Jones is still in your lineup, and A.J. Dillon is going to be on the bench. For this Bengals team, this is interesting. I have Joe Mixon listed as a start. I don't think there's a great chance he plays here in week five. He'll probably be back week six, maybe week seven. And so if he is out, I don't think I'd feel comfortable starting Samaj Pirine just because I don't think you know that huge workload from Mixon is just going to be magically transferred over to P. Ryan. It's probably going to be more of a committee with the Bengals RB2 and RB3. So if Mixon's playing, he's in your lineup. If not, I probably just want to avoid this backfield altogether. We've got the Broncos taking on the Steelers, and on this Broncos side, I mean, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams usage has basically been that Spider-Man meme where they're both pointing at each other. It seems like every game, they almost have identical carries. You know, I kind of thought at the beginning of the year, Melvin Gordon would kind of get more touches then it would slowly start to transfer over to Javante Williams, but they've basically been at 50-50 throughout the entire season. And if they're going up against this tough Pittsburgh defense, there's no way I want this Broncos backfield with two running backs splitting almost directly even. So they're both going to be sits. On the Steelers side, Najee Harris is a locked in start every week. He gets nearly every single opportunity out of that backfield. And since Big Ben cannot push the ball down the field, Najee has just been getting peppered with targets. And so that's great to see for the future as well. The next matchup is between the Eagles and the Carolina Panthers. And this Eagles backfield is just getting very messy. You know, after week one, it looked like Miles Sanders kind of had that RB1 role. He was getting a fair amount of usage. You know, we thought Kenneth Gainwell would be involved, but I mean, since then, Miles Sanders' usage has just absolutely fallen off. It's not something that I think is going to continue. It's really just the Eagles have kind of been in some bad game scripts. Remember week three against the Cowboys, they went down early. Miles Sanders, I believe, only had like two carries, which is just insanely low. They were throwing the ball the entire game. And then you're going up against the Chiefs you're just gonna to have to put up a lot of points. And so once again, they kind of went into a very bad game script for the running back position. The issue here though, is that Miles Sanders is not game script proof. If they are down, Kenneth Gainwell is going to be the guy who's in there on those receiving downs. We've seen that throughout this season. And so in this matchup here with the Panthers, this is probably gonna be a closer game. You know, the Panthers may have the edge, but I don't think it's gonna be a blowout, you know, where Jalen Hurts is gonna to have to throw the ball 50 times. So Miles Sanders is going to be a start, but he's kind of very close to being on that edge. One more bad game, and I just don't know if you can trust throwing him into your lineup any longer. Kenneth Gainwell is going to be a sit. I've really liked what I've seen out of him. Just not enough for me to want to start him in my lineup. On this Panther side, I'm going to be starting Chuba Hubbard. I like the usage he saw in week four. He didn't get into the end zone. It doesn't help when your quarterback who's not known as being mobile is leading the league in rushing touchdowns. So in week five, if he gets a similar number of opportunities, I still really like him in my starting lineup. This next game here is going to be between the Titans and the Jaguars. For this Titans team, it's a no brainer. Derrick Henry is locked into your lineup. This could be a monster game for Derrick Henry. It seems like he always feasts against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Plus you may have Julio and AJ Brown out again, which means they're going to be relying on that run game per usual. So Derek Henry is in your lineup. And then I'm going to be sitting Jeremy McNichols. Normally I don't even list two running backs for the Titans because Derek Henry has such a monopoly over that backfield, but we did see that they were behind against the Jets and they were using McNichols a ton as a receiving back out of the backfield. I think a big part of that was that their wide receiver room was just decimated. So he ended up putting together a really solid game. If you were playing in PPR formats, but I don't think that's gonna be the case here. The Titans should you know, handle the Jaguars pretty easily, even without Julio and or AJ Brown. So he's gonna be on the bench. For this Jaguars team, James Robinson, it looks like he's finally coming around He has gotta be a starter. It's pretty crazy that it took Carlos Hyde getting injured to basically force Urban Meyer's hand and just feed James Robinson the ball. He finally was almost back to his 2020 opportunity share where he was in on almost every single snap. So you love to see it and he played really well. So it would be crazy, you know, if Urban Meyer backtracks, takes some touches away, gives them to Carlos Hyde. Would I be shocked if he did that? No, I would not. Urban's just been a mess. I mean, the man can't even stay out of the media. He doesn't travel back with the team, then gets in trouble at his bar. The dude is a mess and this team has not been great, but James Robinson is going to be a start. I really liked the player and hopefully he can keep that usage up. Carlos Hyde is going to be on the bench. You really just can't trust him as the RB2 on an offense that's not ideal. This is a nice game here between the Browns and the Chargers. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt both have to be in your lineup. Chubbs had a slow two weeks, but obviously we know he's very touchdown dependent. He hasn't gotten to the end zone the past two weeks. That's gonna correct in the other direction. He's gonna get in the end zone and put together some monster games. Kareem Hunt, he's been getting a lot of carries. He's the best pass catching back on that team. So he's been getting that work as well. Another guy you should feel confident starting on this Chargers team. Austin Eckler is really the only guy that you should be considering starting in your lineup. He absolutely went off tonight. I'm recording this, what is this, Monday night? Monday night football played super well against the Raiders. Receiving game on the ground, was running very physically, which is definitely something you wanna see because in the past it was like, oh, can he handle this huge workload? Can he get those red zone carries? He just looked dominant all around. So I love Austin Eckler moving forward. Honestly, a borderline top five, top six running back moving forward. I think he's definitely in that range. So love him for the rest of the season. This next game here between the Bears and the Raiders is really tough to break down at the running back position. I ended up going with a start for Damian Williams. We know that David Montgomery is dealing with a knee injury. This is under the assumption that he is going to be missing week five. Obviously, if Montgomery's playing, Montgomery's in your lineup and Williams is on the bench, but this is under that scenario. Montgomery is missing. Damian Williams was banged up at the end of week four, but we found out that that was just a bruise on his quad. So he should be good for week five. And you know, this Bears offense is just so bad and this passing attack is so bad. And that's what gives me confidence that Damian Williams can succeed because they're going to be feeding him the ball. We really saw that run game kind of take a step forward week four with David Montgomery. Plus this Raiders defense has not been great at stopping the run. We just saw how Austin Eckler shred through that defense. So do I feel super confident starting Damian Williams? No, but I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. On the other side with the Raiders, I just don't want Josh Jacobs or Kenyon Drake in my lineup. It was kind of weird. Every single week, we've seen Kenyon Drake get almost all the receptions out of the backfield. Then today, I don't even believe he was targeted one time. Josh Jacobs had five targets, but still just can't get any kind of efficiency on the ground. This offensive line is just miserable. So I just do not want to touch this Raiders backfield for the rest of the season. We have a big time divisional matchup here between the 49ers and the Cardinals. This 49ers backfield is another one that is just all over the place. We don't know what's going to happen with the injuries. So right now on the screen, I have Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon both listed as sits. If Elijah Mitchell is healthy, then I think he could be a potential start. You know, it depends if he's 100%, but like we saw at the beginning of the season when Raheem Moster went down, Elijah Mitchell was that guy. It doesn't seem like they trust Trey Sermon, but if Elijah Mitchell is out once again and Trey Sermon is the only running back there, then he's kind of a fringe start potentially. On the Cardinal side, I'm gonna be starting Chase Edmonds and sitting James Conner. I actually talked about James Conner as a sell high candidate for rushing touchdowns the past two weeks. The thing here with Chase Edmonds is is he really is matchup proof because he does have the monopoly over that receiving work. So that gives him a really nice floor. He has zero reliance on getting into the end zone, whereas James Conner needs to score a touchdown for him to be fantasy relevant at all. So I'm starting Chase Edmonds, sitting James Conner. Then this next matchup between the Giants and the Dallas Cowboys is just stacked at the running back position. Saquon Barkley is finally back. Week three and week four, the man balled out. This really was expected kind of coming into the year. We knew he was gonna start off slow. So if you were patient, held on to him, you're definitely reaping the benefits of that right now. He's gonna be great for the rest of the season. And then on the Cowboys side, this run attack has just been fantastic this year. Honestly, better than I think a lot of us could have even anticipated. So Ezekiel Elliott has to be a start. Tony Pollard's definitely getting in there, but he just hasn't eaten into Zeke's workload as much as he kind of needed to to be a potential starter moving forward. So he is on the bench. We're moving on to Sunday night football where we have the best game of the week here in week five. Bills traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. On this Bills team, I'm not someone who likes Zach Moss. I don't like Devin Singletary. I don't like this backfield overall, but I did end up listing Zach Moss as a start. And here's the thing. This is almost a dead even committee here. The touches are almost the same every week, but the thing is Zach Moss is getting into the end zone. Devin Singletary is not. This is probably gonna be a high scoring game, two high powered offenses. I don't trust the Chiefs defense. So I do think Zach Moss has a decent shot of getting into the end zone. Devin Singletary, like I mentioned, the touches are very similar, but he has just not gotten into the end zone. So am I confident, you know, starting Zach Moss, but with how thin the running back position is, he is listed as a start. On the Chiefs side, I have Clyde Edwards-Alaire as a start and Darrell Williams as a sit. CEH for me is a guy I'm selling high on. His snap rate has gone down every single game. So week one to week two to week three to week four, it has decreased every single game. While Daryl Williams has risen every single game, that is not a good trend. And so I wanna get him off my teams, but I still think he's a solid start moving forward. Then we have the final game of the week, Monday Night Football. The Colts are traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. For this Colts team, Jonathan Taylor's going to be the starter. He finally had like a breakout game this year in week four on Sunday. And that was with two offensive linemen missing from that starting group, including Quinton Nelson. So that is great to see. Obviously the offensive lineman being injured isn't great to see, but him performing you know, with those injuries, great for Jonathan Taylor owners. I'm gonna be sitting Naheem Hines. I just don't trust these receiving backs. He hasn't been involved you know, super consistently. So he's on the bench. For this Ravens team, I'm gonna be starting Latavius Murray. He saw a ton of the carries in week four. It looks like he is going to be the number one moving forward. And then I just don't wanna deal with anyone else in this Ravens backfield, whether it's Le'Veon Bell, Devonta Freeman, even Tyson Williams, who I believe was a healthy scratch. Don't wanna touch him. Latavius Murray is the only person I feel semi-confident with. But that is going to wrap it up for all 16 week five matchups. If you guys enjoyed this video, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. If you guys wanna see a similar type of video for the wide receiver position, that's gonna be coming out in a few hours on my channel. It may already be up while you're watching this, so go check that out. Thank you guys for stopping by, and I'll see you next time.